it's been uh, exactly 24 hours since we last potted. Yeah, what do we have to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. There's nothing. What have you been to up talk- to in the last 24 hours? What, the, what have I been up to in the last 24 hours? Well, you had a coloring session today. You I had saying. a coloring session. Looks great. Which uh, we are, actually, yeah, I should just share this knowledge yeah. to anyone who. Uh, you go for it. I don't know. I feel like kind of gatekeeping it, but I'm not going to. Um, when you're shooting something, obviously you get mm-hmm. really you really get used to the footage. You know, human yeah. beings are as my boy Clinton said, uh-huh. uh, we are, um, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, <laughs> we get used to things really quickly. <laughs> yeah, is that's what I'm the trying word. To get to. Uh, it's not the word, but whatever. Um, and so when you're editing footage for days on end, you get really fucking accustomed to it and it, yeah. it, it all bleeds together and you end up just watching like the memory of it pretty much. You're not right. actually seeing it for what it is. So he gave me this little trick, which I've actually used unconsciously before on a couple uh-huh. things, but he really solidified it for me that it's like a useful thing to do, which is once you've edited all your footage and you've colored it and it's all ready, flip it horizontally and then rewatch the whole or thing. Or for those who aren't in film, <laughs> invert it. Yeah. Right? Is that the right word? Yeah. Flip yeah. it horizontally flip it. is a better way. Yeah. But. yeah. but it's true though, because I was thinking about this when you were mentioning this upstairs, that like <clears throat> it makes sense because... Like you said that this guy said it's you see it for the first time yeah. because it's different. Your brain actually like doesn't recognize it. Yeah. And it, it feels kind of uncanny, you know, yeah. but like your brain actually does, doesn't recognize it. So it's a whole new experience. And w- when we all watched it, we were like, wait, that's what we made? Yeah. You no, know, we were like, sick. holy shit, this is so good. That's it. You know? Wait, so when's this video coming out? By the way, sure for yet. those who are new, because we have a pretty interesting pod and we'll probably get some new listeners from this one, <laughs> um, you did the cat, the new Cat Duma video. Yeah, which is dropping soon. Sweet. Next couple months, I think. Nice. I want to say. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, very stoked uh, on it. Um, but it was just so guys. crazy to just like actually find uh, find a way, find a method to rewatch your film for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, it makes it fresh it's, eyes because so much of so much of creating anything is like you know, there's there's constantly just you in any any medium you're staring at the same thing over and over as it progresses into something new yeah. right but that something new is so gradual that you don't really notice it yeah. which is why like you know musicians will be like oh i need to like step out of the studio for a bit or i need to like like walk 100%. away from this for yeah. a day and come back with fresh ears yeah. the amount of times i've heard people say fresh ears yeah it's like but ridiculous, it's tr- but it's you so have true. To, you you have have to. It's we're climatizing machines. That was what I was looking for. Like, yeah. and it's and it's something to think about in your daily life altogether, which right. is just like. Are you are you happy with this or are you used to it? Exactly. Do you know what I and mean? And this is this again goes to the, the the concept of demoitis. Or versus, do you hate this or are you used to it? Yes. You know what I mean? Well, because even with demoitis, like there's the whole thing where like you know you make a demo of a song. And I'm so guilty of this, but you know I listen to it over and over yeah. and over, mm-hmm. and then as soon as it's something as simple as like redoing the vocals or yeah. something, I'm like, well, God, it's not the same. It's yeah. not the same. But yeah. like then it takes time for your brain to realize that no, maybe this is better. And you were yeah. just used to something. Although I still am a demoitis, uh, you know, truther. <laughs> truther. Like I really, I think that there's something to that. Because again, wait, what's happening when you when it's like, I don't know. There's something about that magic of the original take. You know, right, right, right. It, and it's impo- obviously it's so hard to like keep that going. Yeah. But if you can figure out a way, yeah, to make those original takes like I don't know high enough quality or whatever, so that like they you you know they're yeah. usable in the final thing. I think there's something to that. No, I, I the thing is I agree. There's nothing. There's nothing cooler not cooler but there's nothing more fun than like you know you listen to like 
some sort of like album that's that's very much produced and yeah. then like you know like at the end of a song there's like that little piece of like a demo at the, yeah. you know or, or something like, or all the production like disintegrates and it's just like the 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 single mic acoustic guitar and the yeah. vocal and you're just like oh there's like that little like yeah. that heartbeat of the whole thing like yeah. i agree with you yeah but i do think it's important to not get bogged down by the demo 100 percent. um so i'm just double checking make sure our guests aren't here but mm-hmm. uh yeah but that was just it was a crazy experience. Yeah. It's like I almost want to rewatch my favorite films. Ooh, that's you know an I mean? app idea. Ooh, well, yeah. Or yeah. Imagine if you just had an app where you could just. But I guess, sorry, what am I talking about? You can literally just like watch like a movie on YouTube. I feel like it's easy. <laughs> you ever go to yeah. YouTube yeah. and like I forget what it was? I was maybe trying to watch kids like six or eight months ago, mm-hmm. and I found a rip of it. But I feel like people used to do this to upload things so that it wouldn't get caught by like whatever algorithm that knows what it is. By inverting it, yeah, it then becomes something right. completely new. Totally. So you can like watch like it's like kids, nineteen ninety four, like YouTube, yeah. and it's just like completely inverted. Yeah. But you're so right about how it was like a different thing because I remember putting it on and watching the first two minutes and being like, I can't watch this shit. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> like this isn't right. But that's again because my brain is just conditioned to like watch yeah. the thing that I know. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see how that how that reads for like a movie I'm super familiar with and have seen a million times. Yeah, and, and the other way is you know if you want to if you want to if you're tired of an album, just throw it into Virtual <laughs> DJ and play it backwards and you get yourself a whole other album. Yeah, <laughs> you know, come on, the Beatles. <laughs> I don't know if it quite translates. You ever you ever play those Beatles albums backwards where there's those like voices? Oh yeah, the like, fucking then the secret messages. Do yeah, you, how, do you think that's ever been true? Do you think they've ever done that intentionally? Like I remember, like uh, the Tupac one, where it's like I'm still alive, but I'm missing you. <laughs> like, oh. No, the thing is, I, I I think people have since done it, like more recently. Yeah, I don't think any of these original, like if you play the Beatles backwards, yeah. it's like says six six six. It's yeah. like no, it doesn't. Yeah. Like it's like I don't yeah, know. Pretty whatever. much anything reverse sounds like six six six. It's definitely satanic. Yeah, come on, like. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, uh, there's not really, I had a, I had a, had a session last night, nice. a recording session, it was pretty chill, um, trying to get the, we had like a really funny moment where we were just like, because it's always, it's, I don't know, collaboration is such an important thing, mm-hmm. and I feel like, kind of what we were talking about like recently or like in previous episodes or even yesterday, the sort of idea of everybody being trying to be one thing mm-hmm. that we often forget how important it is to like work with other people. Mm-hmm. And we had this session and just like the sort of, we didn't necessarily make really anything per se, but we did, we did get some work done. Mm-hmm. But I think the sort of general consensus of like leaving that session was sort of like, no, like it's cool to bring something to the table and leave with it being something completely different. Because 100%. all these other hands and, and ears and eyes get involved. I also think it's just like allowing time, and this is so hard like in filmmaking because there's not enough time yeah. usually. That's yeah. like the one constraint, but allowing room for discovery right. and like not having this like pressure to have everything figured out right away. You know, yes. like you should have a general idea for sure, yeah. but like to be able to l- sit, like to, to have a recording session where nothing will get used, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. is like it's so important. powerful and important. so important. Yeah. Because you just, like, you never know where you're going to get to, you know, yeah. like. It's yeah. the power of collaboration, man. Yeah. Imagine if I was doing this podcast by myself, there'd be no conversation. <laughs> so I'd be true. like, yeah, Josh, that's a great idea. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so true, Josh. <laughs> Called the echo chamber. Exactly. Yeah. 
we all live in the echo chamber. We, we need do. to break free of it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I guess we should uh, get ready because our guests will be here shortly. Mm-hmm. We have two guests today, mm-hmm. a rare four-person pod. Mm-hmm. We've only really done the MDFF one as four. And uh, kind of jaded. And uh, money phone. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we've actually done quite a few of these. Uh, also, um, Amanda and and Maddie. and Maddie. Damn. Okay, never mind. But the point is, it's been a while since we've done a four-person. Yeah. And I had to go out and go out and borrow that microphone. So yeah. uh, we have two guests today. One who you've definitely seen their work littered all through the city. He's a graphic designer, Josh Pong. He's done 915, he's done Imanishi, he's done Milu, he's done, uh, I think, East Room. He's, he's got his, if you've been to a bar or restaurant in this city, he's probably designed the logo. Oh, the Bowie Mouse. Mm-hmm. He's done all the, all the ones. The iconic and, Bowie Mouse. And the other, Richie, a.k.a. La Creepture, who you've just... You've just seen in the city. <laughs> this guy's this guy's a legend. You know him. When I say legend, like this is somebody that I've known for so long, but we've never like been like like close close friends. But this is someone that I've that's just like a fixture. He's been at everything that I've been to. I've just I've just seen him around for so long, and I'm really excited to get in with him because, you know, I had to hit my little my little secret Nardwar plug to get some uh, some information. Sick. Uh, <laughs> I got some good information. <laughs> I got some things to talk about. So uh, they should be here shortly, and uh, we will uh, we'll get into it. Ah, uh, uh, that would make me nervous. <laughs> we're in. All right, boys, we're in. This is a this is a, this is a legendary pod. <laughs> yeah. This is. I was saying in the intro because we recorded an intro before you guys got here. Oh, okay. That these are two people that. Whether you realize it or not, you are familiar with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on, the one, on the one hand, we have Richie on the left, who I have known for forever, but I couldn't... Well, we actually did discuss this a couple of weeks ago, and we figured out where we know each other. But it's someone that I've just known. I've seen around. Everybody knows him. He knows even people that I'm like, you know Richie? Like, you guys <laughs> know each other? Just a, 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 king, a king of the city. And on the other side... Hey. And on the other side, we got so Josh Pong... Whose fucking design work, if you've literally, I don't know, had a drink or eaten food at any <laughs> restaurant in the city, yeah. he's probably designed the logo. Yeah, a bit of a, a coaster designer. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, well, hold on. So how do you guys know each other? Let's get into that. Let's start with you this want, for a second. Can, should, you know what? You'll know the story because you have a better memory. So why don't I tell what I remember? Yeah, okay. Let's, let's, let's. Uh, so, How long have you known each other, first of all? Kill Waldez. Your high school. My high school, ESA. Yeah. And then I was aware of you. Also, Josh. Off and on in the city. But like, I'd always see him. And then he'd be at all the places, you know, Goodfoot. Yeah. Uh, at parties. And then I would see him in Kensington. And then later on, I would see him around. Well, first of all, you notice him because of his style. Yeah. Right, and he would be modded out this one time. I remember on a scooter, and he was very kind to me. He would always like want to hang, and I'd be like, "This dude's a trip." <laughs> like another cool Asian dude, and this is the era when there were no cool Asians. Right, he paved, <laughs> Josh paved the way for us. No, no, not true. Not. It was their no. Asian gang. Gang. <laughs> well, let's not. Hold on, that's again. No, I was not in Asian. Okay, okay. <laughs> never mind. But They're you know Asian what I mean. Crew? Like you guys were the like counterculture Asians. You scam. Right. You know that that era. We were just like, stuff. Yeah, but the Scarborough, we the Scarborough right in the scene. Yeah, you know, I was like an old school houser back in the '90s, and then hardcore hip hop. Okay, you know, fatigued out. 
<laughs> graffiti, all that, all that stuff that led to art school, you know, and then yeah. the career. But it was through art crimes and like you being specs. Oh, really? Yeah, and also you were the most legendary Sheridan animation graduate. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the Sheridan. youngest to be because I remember I was no, like sixteen. <laughs> This, this is the legend of Josh Pong through it's my eyes. Up. Okay, let's go. Let's go. So my cousin went to Sheridan, and I was I wanted to be an animator. So I'd go to the open houses, and we would all freak out over your life drawings. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he yeah, was yeah. a nineteen-year-old at third-year Sheridan or something crazy. How did that happen? Oh, I I don't even know what you just said, but yeah, <laughs> I, I went to. Oh, I grew up in. I'm I'm from the birds. Like I grew up in Scarborough. Okay. And went to shout out to Wexford Collegiate. Oh hell yeah! Lawrence. I mean, I'm I'm an East End man myself. Yeah. I so, didn't go to Wexford, but I had a lot of one of my best friends went to Wexford. So fam, like I was, I grew up at like McNichol between Midland and Brimley, and okay. that was not my feeder school. Yeah. And my parents, unlike other immigrant parents, were like, "You want to get into art? Fuck, go for it, buddy." Hell yeah. Signed up was not my feeder school. So you can imagine TTC, we're talking 45 to an hour a yeah. day. This is grade and nine. This is grade nine, right yeah. out the gate. But that led me to go to an art school, Wexford, which was nice. It afforded me, you know, all types of great stuff. We had photography class, sculpture, mm-hmm. printmaking, life drawing right. in grade nine. Yeah. Like, that's wow, a rare yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And it's funny, in grade nine is like panties on, underwear stayed on until I think grade 10. And then you got the full. Wait, grade 10 was when, they, was, when, was when they went. So, like you had to wait a year and then you're like, okay, now you get, you know, the business. <laughs> That's kind of makes sense though to like. Isn't that funny though? But to really, to really be like, yo, if you want. If, if, if you're you really into this. If you want to see this, you have to yeah. earn it. You got to spend a yeah. year doing this. Yeah. And it was great. Like, you know, we drew old men all the way down to. You know, young people. But yeah, anyways, long story short, yeah, I was into the arts early and got That's going to be really training. annoying to edit out, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Fuck. I'm, <laughs> yeah, stop. I'll stop that. Just, My bad. Just shaking sorry, your glass Richie's in front heaven, of the microphone. Uh, just cut his mic. <laughs> Sake. But anyways, yeah. So again, lucky immigrant parents that, you know, uh, supported me. Yeah. Right. And didn't make me like take piano <laughs> class or math or something typical, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, long story short, I guess, yeah, and then graffiti. Right. Right, from art school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a thing to do. Like, you know, my first concert was a Cypress Hill concert. Oh, Whoa. shit. First concert, grade Damn. 10, I remember. Varsity Arena almost got robbed by cholos. They didn't even know what a cholo was. I'm probably even saying the wrong thing. The dudes with like, the first button done <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, shirt's yeah. open like of a course. tent. Huh? Of course. <laughs> yeah, I show up. I'm like, I'm pumped. You know, Cypress Hill. And it was Cypress Hill, Funk Dubious, uh, House what of year Pain. What this is like 90, well, whenever the album dropped, I guess. So like 94, 96? 96 would have been Wu-Tang. 90, yeah, probably. I'm going to date myself. 93, maybe? 93, maybe 93. okay. Something okay. like that, Varsity. Yeah. True. And uh, Alchemist's mm. first kid rap group was there too. What were they called again? Uh, I Not saw the them Hula, on Twitter Hula the Hula other day. Were the Hooligans, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, from that graffiti, blah, blah, blah. And I guess, yeah, that's how you got into my work then. Yeah, and your cousin uh, Mike. Mike, yeah. Mike. So you guys know each other through graffiti initially. Graffiti, in yeah. yeah. Kia Wall. Uh, Did you write six. too? Yeah, we all wrote the Central Tech Gang. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But again, a lot younger. Yeah, so I didn't see him in the scene. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I right. got to know Richie the last COVID. eight years or so. In COVID, we got really tight. He's right. my brother now. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. We're family. Yeah. But yeah. We went. We've done a tra- little bit of traveling. Not overseas yet, but. Soon, soon, it's happening. Yeah. yeah, I wish I, I wish I said yes to hanging out sooner. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because 
I can't imagine my life without him. But that's always yeah. the case, though. I feel like it's the kind of thing where you oftentimes... <clears throat> we're so used to people being like, yo, let's hang, let's hang. And then you're kind of like... I know. You kind of say no until you run into the person. And you have this cycle over and over and over of just being like... Being like, man, it's so great to hang out with you. And then you're you just... No one makes the, the most Toronto thing. It's the most fucking Classic. Toronto bullshit. Yeah, where no one makes the effort yeah. to be like, hey, man, you want to just like get a coffee or just like chat? Yeah. You just have to run into people. It's like, yeah, it's I, I, my girlfriend always makes fun of me when I'm just like, I'll be like kind of like bummed some days and I'll be like, like, man, I have no friends. And she's like, what the, what the fuck are Josh you talking about? <laughs> and I'm just Josh like, but it's, but it's because no of friend. that. It's like that sort of vibe where it's just like, and it's also, the, and, and I'm guilty of it too. It's like, no, make the effort. Mm-hmm. Just like hit the person up. Mm-hmm. And like, they're not, off, more often than not, they're not going to be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, yeah, let's make it work. Like, yeah. I'll figure out a time to do it. It's with yeah. age too. Like when you get, Richie, you f- you, you've never been too cool for school. Like I'm out of that whole judging phase of my right. life. No, I don't judge people. I mean, I just, I'm done I've, with it too. Yeah, and I have guy crushes all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. A guy crush on this guy's music. <laughs> uh, yeah. I knew him because I photographed Talvi before. Right. Okay. And I was like, what's this Prince Innocent shit? And I'm bumping. I was like, yo, this is fire. Repressing <laughs> 80s electronic shit and her like weird voice. <laughs> I was like, these guys are dope. <laughs> and then I got into thermal. Anyways, I'm taking over. So what's your side of the story? No, that's how I met you because then I would always see you at Keel Wall painting. <laughs> or at four and six uh, expo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I just started talking to you, and I was showing you my shit. I needed your validation and approval at the time. <laughs> and oh, then uh, that's. Did you get it? He he was a nice guy. He wasn't a gatekeeper guy, though. You know, like people at that age. Yeah. A lot of them are fucking too cool for school. But yeah, how do you yeah. feel about the concept of gatekeeping? Because this is something that we talk about often where I think there are two sides to it. There's right, an the argument con- the to be made. Of gatekeeping. Okay. Because I, I, I often think about like, you know, obviously gatekeepers, like being a gatekeeper is like not, it's, it's a shitty-ish thing. Yes, I say ish. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do think that that it is, and I and, and here's here's a prime example. Okay. It's like I, I sometimes feel that there's no almost like respect for somebody who's just I don't even mean someone who's older but just someone who's like been doing a thing longer mm-hmm. whereas I think that it's it's the sort of like the killing of the gatekeeper has created this unnecessarily like leveled playing field which I think is good but at the same time it erases sort of like the trajectory of people who have been working at it for long enough it erases like, the specialization like the yeah. people who really focused on it and honed in on their their taste and you know it's p- made the way for it but it's analogous to the internet though yeah right 100 percent. yeah like richie and i richie you remember no internet right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so straight up even yeah. slang had to be trickled down over the right border, right, right. right. remember when the word fat was in high school yeah you know what i was I'm thinking like, what do you mean i'm fat he's like no like that looks dope yeah, yeah, yeah i'm yeah. like oh okay you're like true you know, like all right i'll did, roll with this did you guys have those like rumors that were spread through schools through specifically word of mouth like how marilyn Man- Man- marilyn manson like removed a rib to give himself head yeah, like shit yeah, like that yeah, that, that doesn't exist anymore that's because sad. they, they yeah, there's that, that like that, that yeah. legends, if guys. if those urban legends exist, they're spread through the internet, and yeah. then they're just like that. Holy they're shit, spread I didn't like think that. that. Yeah, there's it's so many crazy. things. You're right, like we lived in an era where it'd be like, like you'd be like, I was gonna give an example, but actually, it's kind of a problematic example. So <laughs> yeah, I know which one you're talking. <laughs> you know exactly. New kids on the block. Huh? New kids on the block. No, no, no there's no. Uh, uh, a f- female R and B singer. Anyways, <laughs> um, 
But there's these things that were just clearly not true. Yeah. But they just trickled into this world of just... You believed them, though, at the time. They, yeah. they were true as far as I was concerned. Uh-huh. Was like, fact. as a kid, it was just like, yeah, 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 facts. But I just think it's amazing that those things could be spread mm-hmm. <laughs> without well, I thought, anything. Remember Billy Joe from Green Day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a rumor that he was a Billy Joe from New Kids on the Block. <laughs> so I canceled what? Green Day. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> oh, you were fuck super yeah. Green Day? No, but I, there was a there's a pop punk phase, you know. <laughs> no, no, hold on, Richie, you gotta, you gotta reiterate. Cancel doesn't mean what cancel means. No, now. but I said I'm not listening. You're to not Green into Day. them. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They're you're, they're trash. But it wasn't to me true, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just two different two, two different guys. <laughs> yeah, but like gatekeeping, there's experience and there's gatekeeping. Yeah, some stuff I'll never tell. If there people you go. ask me, I'm sorry. <laughs> like that's shit. I go to with my grandma. I'm not trying to see you there. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Some weird dim sum spot but like, <laughs> everything else i mean fuck i leave google reviews dude do you do only you? positive ones if right. i love a place i yeah. leave them nice yeah. I, I i i actually try to do that. follow you on google yeah I, I, it says i've got over thousands of like helped people apparently. wow i'm into it man. he's a philanthropist he's really i, I want to yeah. speaking of philanthropy and gift giving i brought a couple gifts because I want to do some Nardwar shit. <laughs> Let's go. You so, want some gifts? Yeah. Already? So, yeah, I mean, it's early, but... So this one is for Josh. Oh, my God. Oh, we're going full now? Okay. It's a book. Let's talk about love. <laughs> All right. Hell and yeah. This is connected because... So what we have here is a 33 and a third, which to the listeners at home is when a writer writes an entire book about an album uh-huh. and goes in depth into the whole thing. Uh-huh. Is that is the RPMs this, kind of thing? Yeah, there's just like a whole series. Like I have one upstairs, like the Portishead. Like uh, I have like a bunch of them actually. But go on. But that one, so that I got through Dan Vila. So that's the connection. Okay. The Nardwar connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He... He recommended it. It's so ago. rad you brought a book for him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So Ooh, Richie, like, no, I fucking right. love this. Thank you so much. And then Josh, you're the best. You're a connoisseur. Oh, Josh Pong? Josh gift? Pong. Okay. Because <laughs> you're a connoisseur of fine things. Sometimes. My favorite song. Oh. Pantherellas. <laughs> this guy, you're the man. Dude, are you Damn. serious? Yeah. Guys, he just gifted me Pantherellas Italian handmade socks. Oh, British. Are British. British, my bad. Oh, Come on, man. Yeah. British. Don't get it twisted. Bro, I these are like... I for you except weird <laughs> shit, but we'll get to that. These eventually. are more we'll than like later. a red build. We're going to get to it. We're yeah. going to get to it later. Yeah. Hell Thanks, yeah. Um, thank you for the gifts. Yeah, it's actually funny. We do have a bit of a tradition. People do bring us gifts. It's true. But it has been a while. It has been a while. People kind of stopped for some reason. <laughs> this is nice. This is very nice. Um, okay. I wanted to talk a little bit to Richie for a second because you are back now. You were living in Sweden. Ooh, yes. And I want to get into this. <laughs> oh, I want to get into this because this is, I know something that you want to talk about and it's something that I want to talk about. No, there's some things that are like, like a bit sketchy in terms of legal true matters at this point. So can we talk wink, about Wink, wink. Some things I can touch. Is this on? Yeah. It's, no, he's good. He's good. Um, well, let's, well let's, let's, start with the, let's start with the positives. Why did you move to Sweden? And, for how, and how long were you there? And what were you doing there? I mean, it's a very cliche reason. Uh, I met a girl on Tinder. Annie, shout out. Uh, 2014. Okay. And I was working on a business with a company that did parties called... Uh, okay. Do you remember those? That Vaguely. Or they were... Uh, what do you call it? 
I don't know that one either. I don't want to na- I don't want to get into the names because this was like. If also- you say a name, I can beep it out. Okay, you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, the. Okay, that's what I, that's what I thought. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what happened. So the story, this how this happened was, my, from what I can recall, I had a friend who was a restaurant consultant, who had leaked out this information that I was working on a kebab restaurant with Luca Lucarini. Okay. Okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm dialed in. And then uh, I went forward with this project and met people who I decided to partner up with, and then things went sideways. And I was really butthurt at the time. And my current Swedish girlfriend was, her visa was ending. So instead of dealing with it, I said, I'm just going to run away and go to Sweden. So that was the first time I went to Sweden. (laughs) But that would have been... 2015. I was going to say, because then you were back. And then I'm back. And then we did shit together. And then I went back because... What did you guys do? Oh, hang out, you mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> or you and someone no, else. No, we went me. into business together. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We won't talk about it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. You won't talk it, about it's it. It's above board, but yeah, it was like a startup. Okay. It was cool. And uh, it was a great opportunity for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. You. For the both of us, it was really good. I think for I everybody. remember when you had gone away and we were already friends at that point, but we're not like we are now. And I would just, you know, we'll follow your stories. And I was just like, what a fantasy he's living. <laughs> Oh, my Swedish girlfriend. Everything's so exotic. And like, you know, I I'd hate be like that. That's a, I'm the guy now that goes away. It's like goes to Berlin once, comes That's back with septum piercing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like now I'm that guy like, oh, goes to Sweden. But it's like, I don't think I'm better than everybody. I just No, we don't think anybody thinks that. No, That's in your I'm head. Just, you know, it is in my head. I'm just projecting. Yeah, but yeah. it's just like. You, you never know, say you, things you, like that. You, that's what happens when you go away and you come back. I'm sure it happens to everybody we know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And but I think it's just an insecurity that we all project out. But yeah, that's sort of now I'm back because of uh some I guess like personal reasons that I can't get too much into. Mm-hmm. But uh <laughs> I'm essentially waiting for bureaucracy to take its place and then I can go back in January. He, he loves oh, yeah. it there. That's the plan. It's not that I love it, dude. Like I realized I was in this K-hole and I realized that it's not whatever you end up doing Mm -hmm. that we're kind of playing this video game and it's all set. Uh And whatever level you get to, it's never fulfilling in the end because we're still at the chokehold of like capitalism. So true. It sucks. It's sad, but it's also like, you you know what? You get to that point where like, okay, I got to this level. Yeah. And then it's like, well, what it doesn't mean anything. Well, that's, that's the kind of thing when you realize, when you start to look at like the sort of deep unhappiness of a lot of celebrities, it's yeah. kind of just like this thing that, you know, in, in everyone's, anyone's mind, they're just like, man, like, like money, fame, power, like that would be it. Look at fucking, I don't know, Kanye West. Do you think that guy's like doing well right now? You just have to realign your goals. If that's what you're looking for, then you're going to be unhappy. I know, but I'm saying that sometimes people think that it's the simple way out. It's kind of like these, that these things will, that these things will solve and end all of your problems. And Mm. oftentimes they don't. You have to solve those problems from within. Yeah, I just don't think anything is going to, nothing external is going to solve your problems. Exactly. But honestly, like what's better than change, which is why. I envy people who just pick up and leave. I'm not that dude. Like, I love traveling and all that, but I'm like three weeks into a long trip. I'm like, real talk, I want to go home for a week and then maybe come back. (laughs) So so you love Toronto? I'm a creature of habit. (laughs) Okay, true. And it happens to be in Toronto. Okay. Uh But I've never lived abroad. And, you know, that's exciting to me. Do you guys love Toronto? 
I think we we're, think we're we're learning to love it. We're trying. We're trying. You guys are both born and raised. I, I, I think it's just a matter of like wherever you go, there you are. You know, it's like how yeah. much different is anywhere going to be? Okay, I'll and take how it much, back. I like, love control it. Control do we have? I think well, we have a lot is, more control than we think. Yeah, I, I feel like I yeah. feel like what 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 we were what we the reason we even connected on this in the first place was because you know there's so much, and I don't mean this in a bad way to be like leaving is a bad thing to do. Like, da, da, da. like I don't mean that at all. Right. But I do think that sometimes people assume that the only way to that 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 the the, the level up is to leave mm-hmm. that they're just like right like, that in itself is a thing exactly it's a, an achievement and 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 it is in oftentimes oftentimes it is but my point is kind of being like you know you can you can actually cultivate the thing here if you love the place yeah. if you care about it and like and, and, no and beyond that you can also just like you know there's always the joke where it's just like you know I'll use Drake as a pretty prime example. So much of Drake's slow-ish rise to fame came right. from the fact that nobody wanted to really fuck with him because he was from Toronto. Right. We would listen to whacker rappers from other places and respect them more because they weren't from here. Oh, that's always been a Toronto thing. No Scorpius question. Capital, of course. But my yeah. point is that like getting rid of that idea and being like, no, like the shit here is actually good. You just need to look at it with a different set of eyes and, yeah. and not hate it because it's, you're just used to it. He changed that lens. No question. Horizontally. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you travel. imagine New York being like that? Mm-hmm. Like we grew up growing up our, our generation. Would you say Richie? Like literally, I mean, for me, I idolize New York. Like, it still yeah, New York, New York and London for me. When yeah. I touch England. down, yeah, London yeah. as well for sure. Yeah. But when I touch down, even Tokyo is incredible. But New York, still, dude. Like, I'm telling you, I don't I know what. Same, yeah. But my thing with Toronto is, I love the people here. Yeah. Like, well, not just my friends included in general, but I hate the people here. There's so much <laughs> trash in the city, <laughs> mentality-wise. There's so for many sure. closed-minded. Yeah. And I love jokes. Yeah. I love closed-minded jokes. I love open-minded jokes. Yeah. But there's just people here I cannot jive with. But like, totally. and it's an ugly city. Yeah. Oh, mm. it's disgusting. It's that's very so ugly. So much wrong with it. Like, it's so ugly that I, mean, I almost wish. Design-wise, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. just look at our garbage yeah. Uh, can. Yeah, I don't know why. What are they like? We do robot-looking like scallops. <laughs> yeah, well, who designed with those? The scallop top <laughs> and our park signs with that Photoshop low mosaic. Oh, God. Yeah, photograph of flowers. But like we're not what's... a design culture, though. That's... No, but regardless, why not just hold on to the past? Like, bo- okay, Boston. The people are trash. Maybe you know, no, no offense, but it's a beautiful city. Like, uh-huh. it, yeah, paint over it in black. Don't just get rid of it. Yeah. Vancouver yeah. is beautiful, but it's trash. See, I hate yeah. Vancouver. See, I love Vancouver too. True, it's beautiful. Oh. But I, beautiful. my twenties are there. I'm it's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. I cut my teeth there, right? right. Like, and I have a different relationship. I broke my heart there so many times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You know, yeah, <laughs> what's that? He said, he said me too. Oh man, the biggest yeah heartbreaks of my life, Vancouver for sure. Really, mm-hmm. but man, you go, you open your door, and there's that goddamn mountain right there. It, I mean, I spend my heartbreak at the beach, and what a great place Dude, to spend I, your heartbreak. My move back in like not just in wallowing, but after work, like my lifestyle was incredible. You get on a killer bike. Did the seawall. Yeah, same. That's had some sushi <laughs> for the beach. cost of a sandwich here. Well, it's probably way more now. Yeah. Hit the beach and I'm back home like yeah. all in a day on yeah. the reg on a uh-huh. Tuesday. Yeah. That's pretty fire. Yeah. It's but amazing. lack of culture. Yeah. yeah. Right? And probably way more now that money's driven everything out. Yeah. Like yeah. we're all the artists. Like we used to go to wicked parties. Right. You know? Everything when I, m- I moved to Vancouver was closed. Like I'm talking 2000 to 2008 though. <laughs> right. So my stories are that's of like your. The, the, but that's also like that was like when. Jazar would have been like. Would That's why I met Jazar at twenty four. Brian right? Mendoza too. Mendoza moved out. Me and Jazar built 
him and Zep, like we we met at this guy Rafe's store twenty four back then before Richard Kid, and we Damn. built there and like, you know, we were into the shit, right, right? You know, like I spent more money on fucking stuff, like <laughs> Nikes and <laughs> yeah, like Red Wings and like stuff yeah. before. And is it gatekeeping? To, back then, was there gatekeeping? There wasn't even anything to gatekeep. No, People didn't back even then, know there what was it was. Hardcore gatekeeping. And you know what? Oh, whoa, dude, yeah, yeah, hard for sure. Gatekeeping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I used to go to Goodfoot as a fucking teenager in high school, being like, you know, trying to, trying to buy my used little to sell t-shirts there. Yeah, and dudes would be, be like, dude, they'd, they'd give you the up and down. Like, it took me like it took me ages <clears throat> to even get the guts yeah. to go there by myself. <laughs> See, I but, just but it was sick. I miss it. Yeah. Don't you miss like don't you miss that feeling of going in a store? Maybe because I'm older and I don't give a shit, but like <laughs> going in a store and being nervous. Yeah. Like this sounds corny, but like the first time you walk well, even back then it wasn't that bad because I was younger, but like walking into like Supreme at the time, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Or like but because I was in that world, I guess. Because yeah. we were selling like why I got into graphic design, which I what I do now. Yeah. Essentially I'm a graphic designer, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, it's t shirts that got me into it. Like right. you don't home. Yeah, we had a label back then. What we was sold. It, called? it was called Broken Home with Sick. no vowels and B, and we used to sell at a Union in New York. True. Uh, and uh, at stores, like in Canadian stores. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So like, was this at like? So you saying it was a Goodfoot? Goodfoot oh, carried it, and then uh, Union in New York carried it, and that really got us on the map, whatever you want to call it back then, before the internet. Right, right, right. And then like, it even got noticed from like James Jebbia back then. Crazy. And like, yeah, it's odd, right? I didn't even know he was British at the time. This would have been 2002. I got a phone call. And uh, I think he was part owners in Union at the time with okay. Marianne. And he'd seen the tease and he wanted my partner and I to do graphics for his label, which, okay. you know, Supreme yeah. at the time. And I was yeah. like, this is crazy. But it isn't what it is now. But back then to us, it was already. But like, it was still, that, that was, see, for me, I was my kind of like streetwear sort of early days were probably I was actually weirdly talking about this with my friend Kojo yeah. uh, who works at Nomad Kojo yeah you know Kojo we were yeah, talking about this we were working on some music a couple two, ni- two nights oh, ago oh he's at the current one yeah, yeah yeah okay but we were just talking about you know like early streetwear and the shit that like got me into it and I remember just being like you know I was ta- I was basically t- I was basically trying to figure out if the first time I went to the Bape store when I was I don't know 14, 15. Wow. In New York, in Soho. Yeah. And I was trying to be like, I wonder if Kid Cudi was just working there at that point. Most likely. And I was like, I Most kind likely. of think he was. But I actually could not. I actually I obviously have no proof of that. It was awesome because back then, because well, the whole thing was the stores were hangouts, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you wanted to be part of that crew, even if you didn't work for yeah. New York. But that's the thing. This goes well beyond even clothing because the funny thing about stores in that era, again, I was too young to be a part of it, but I was an observer, was every sort of pocket, whether it be like streetwear or like, you know, record stores, all of these stores in a pre-internet kind of world were basically hangouts. They're the cultural It was so fun. Remember that feeling though? Stoop culture. Exactly. Music bumping stoop culture. culture. Like, like literally stoop culture. I, we noticed a bit of it in Montreal. Like people don't do people hang on the streets. Like when we do, rarely. Like if I'm sitting in front of Better with you, man, that's what I'm I do. So man. much fun. We have a Modelo. Like I want to do that all day, and I'm like, why don't we just hang I'm, on? I'm, I'm just no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to create like, like when I'm at Better, like I'm, I'm slamming those Modellos back, dude. Yeah, it's a vibe. You know I love I mean? showing I, up. I, the I, rare time I do. Yeah, it's but that's fun. the thing is like, stoop culture. But so for me, growing up in the city. There was literally a stoop 
in the market in Kensington Market that me and my friends when we were like maybe 17, 16, 17, mm-hmm. we used to literally refer to it as the stoop. Because That's so it was, hype. And it was still, and it was the kind of thing we'd be like, yo, meet me at the stoop. Everyone knew what it was. That's the fucking shit. It was a building that was basically abandoned but just had a stoop. Yeah. And then at one point they were renovating the building but the stoop still just went to nowhere. So it was just kind of the stoop on Augusta. And we'd be posted up there. Like, how many hours? Like Hours. Countless days of a summer. Like, and how many great nights started there? And ended there. Some great nights never even moved anywhere. Right. Some great nights, some, some nights just like, you just congregated on that corner. And that's kind of the weird Toronto that I kind of missed. That's what I missed from my youth. It's weird everywhere. Yeah. 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 Those, those 16 hour hangouts. Yeah. yeah. Just talking shit. Mm-hmm. You know, no money. What do you, what do you think happened? Well, people are probably still doing it. I'm just not out there. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean what happened? Yeah, I'm in my 40s. Old. That's what happened. No, but I mean... I have, I have a, a mortgage. <laughs> you can't just be sitting on the yeah. stoop all afternoon. Yeah. Even now, you can, can you go to a record shop and just hang out there for hours? Like, could I go I to, where know. would you go? Rotate? Well, they're, you, not, just, they're not built for that anymore. They're, they're just, yeah. every, everything I feel like is trying to maximize space. Right? Especially COVID though too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. COVID's like all the chairs oh, yeah. are gone Get now. Get the people the fuck out yeah. of there as soon as they can. I mean, it's getting better. Yeah. And that's the thing. is it just It's no longer just like... It's just not a place. It's not. It's not conducive because because unfortunately, a lot of these exact things we're talking about, streetwear, music, whatever, just culture. The actual the actual communities have moved to online. Yeah, that's like where, where you actually. You know who's still most. hanging? All the punk heads that are in Kensington still. True, true, true. They, like that's the life, man. They're hanging. Like yeah. remember uh, that TD uh, Bank that used to be oh, there? Of course. We used to call uh, that Punk Bank. Yeah, what's his and name? And I would um, never because I'm a germaphobe, and I'd be like <laughs> using my sleeve to try <laughs> to take money <laughs> out for you know. Yeah. And then that's Steve Goof. That's a real. Uh, that's a real little. We used to call it Punk Bank. Kensington was my shit. So there's a guy there who was the leader of that that crew. His name is Steve Goof. I guarantee okay. I know him by you face. Know him. He's the one. He, like, he always he used to he used to sell beers in in the front of his bike. What he'd, a, he'd drive around. He has a little a character. Shaved head, little tiny uh, mohawk. He was in a band called Bunch of Fucking Goofs. I saw them play when I was 13 years old. So I was very into that shit at, at first. Um, that's hype. But speaking of now that we're in Kensington mode. Double Double Land. Yes, Double Double Land. You lived Stories. there. Dude. <laughs> Did you live there through the bulk of it? Like, what was your... No, so there was like... Uh, there's generations of Double Double Land. <laughs> yeah. And I was in a generation... Generations? Yeah, I think maybe... Yeah, yeah, because it was... I was in the generation when... Uh, I think Rob Gordon... Mm-hmm. He, it was me and Luca who had taken over two spots. Okay. And uh, yeah, so me and Luca had moved in. And it was still Dan Vila, John McCurley, mm-hmm. and their partners. So Dan's partner, they would be there. Yeah. But then me and Luca moved in, and we were like, this place needs some color. <laughs> so we, we were like, let's get some young, cool POC kids in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I because I was in a different scene. Like, that scene is very... Insular. I oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was very much the like kind of, and honestly, no disrespect to it. it oh, was, it was great. It was its own thing, but it yeah. was just the sort of white noise. I'm not even familiar. Punk. It was. It was the like DIY, was, like dollar store art shit. <laughs> sure. Where they got like shit from dollar store and put it together, and it's like. I mean, oh, it's on. high context. This is art. <laughs> what kind of music was bumping during that? There was. I mean. They have a legacy of people that they do. They do. Yeah. Had. They have, I think Grimes played there. Of course. And then Owen Pallet's part of that school. Yeah, it came from there was like a scene basically of like 
kind of what I would call what you could call like experimental music, quote unquote experimental music. And it was like, you know, just sort of, you know, kind of out there DJ sets and kind of Sick. like people jamming on one chord for like an hour. And I was there for a lot of this. the noise I, stuff. All yeah. the, like I was like, I loved all that. Shit. Yeah. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned bringing POCs into double double M because we had Bambi on, I guess last week. And she was talking about the first jerk, and she referred to Double Double Land as Richie's spot. Yeah, because it, I mean, we—it's Dan Veal as a mastermind. No, no, no. But 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 it's but it's, but the reason I bring that up is because I caught that, and I was like, it's so fascinating and it's so sick that when a bunch of different people run a DIY space, it's not one person's space. You associate the you know whichever person you associate it with so it's it's a like, commu- it was like, a commune exactly but you yeah. but you were the you were the introduction to her so therefore it's your space in her eyes and it is your space you brought that party you made that happen i think that's important um but yeah, what was so it like to live there oh, i can you tell you that, that i can tell you the moment when i decided it was not safe to live there was when me and luca were like because we were testing out the kebabs and we would see like roach it was like that pulp song you know, common people, yeah. roaches climbing up the wall and shit. That was, we'd be chopping shit yeah. and we'd see a roach scurry by. And at that point, I'd be like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and that's never. when I knew, I was like, okay, I'm fucked. I have to do something about this because if I'm not yeah. disgusted by this, right. I'm like, I'm going into food. I was going to say, as a food handler, you need to be... <laughs> <laughs> I could never. And then Luca was Luca was dating someone serious at the time and was also planning to become a lawyer. And he was like, oh, I don't know if I can bring this girl over. And I'm like, oof, I understand. Right. You know? So we decided to, after two years of being there. You were there for two years? Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time a to long be time. amongst the roaches, man. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, like, and you would hear the the mice scurrying through the oh, I thought it would be like living in Kensington, and that's like... Dude, I lived in Kensington at one point, and I didn't last very long because we didn't have roaches or mice, to my knowledge. But I'm so, whereas you were saying you're a germaphobe, I'm like a, a an infestophobe, if you will. Like, I cannot deal. No, like, I know what you're about to say. I can deal. I mean, if there was cockroaches, I'd be freaking out. I can deal with a bug here and there or whatever. But when it be, when it comes to mice and rats, that is where I draw the line. For me, it's bed bugs. Oh, that's the terror. I've never had them knock on wood. I don't even want to say its name. It's like Voldemort. But like, yo, I won't even go to the Toronto Library for that reason. Yeah, no, you know. Yo, but we had a cat, Fifer. (laughs) I remember Fifer. Fifer would disappear. So wait, hold on. You this is your home and you threw parties, right? So double dab because I came once or twice, I remember. Yeah, it works like it's half performance space. Three AM. And then half uh, residential. So if you were ever there, and to anyone listening who was ever at Double Double and the way it worked is you'd go in through the side door, walk up the stairs, and you're in the venue with the stage, and there'd be blah, 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 DJs, bands, whatever. And then to your right, you'd have the bar, which is down this little narrow hallway. And you lived and ran it. No, but here's the thing. So where the bar was, where they'd just be serving all the beer, if you went behind that and made a left, it turned into an apartment the same <laughs> size as the venue, but on the other end. My nightmare. And... <laughs> Did someone die there? No. Josh, that's dark. That's dark. (laughs) No, but there was a lot of like, I mean, we went through a lot of, because we got Bambi and them in the space, Yeah, that exposed a lot of the cracks. (laughs) Remember remember that, dude. I know know exactly You know where we're going now. We know it. There was, there was, there was, there was a DJ whose name was Brian 
Yeah, awesome tapes from Africa. Awesome tapes from Africa. Super. That was a stage name. Best guy ever. He so was he, so nice. He, this is the complicated thing about what happened with this thing. Yeah. Because on the one hand, it was on the one hand, what she did was right, and it exposed a lot of cracks in the Toronto scene. But this guy should not have taken the fall for it. Brian, no, because well, I was innocent. Of no, whatever he you guys are he about. just happened to. He was looking for Atakak, who's a uh, um, an African musician so he he's friends with double double and so whenever he's traveling around yeah. he stays at people's houses and venues so he stayed and we were actually driving around me and brian and he was and he was saying how i really truly believe in what i'm doing and i'm not take i used to be a lawyer and i'm doing this because i actually want to help these artists and these mm-hmm. records that i enjoy and i think things so for, should be for done. a little more context yeah. he was he was a dj yeah who found a lot of Lost African forty fives, seven inches, responsible tapes and for shit tapes. the world never heard. Yeah, things that just never made it. But some of the okay, so this is real culture again. Like he like did, he did. See, the Toronto's good for that. He literally no, he's not from here though. Oh, okay, but, but it he happened li- here. But he literally no, he was just scheduled to DJ here. Oh. But he's a he guy wasn't even scheduled though, dude. He was just here because he got a lead. Sorry. He got a lead that Atacac's son was like a taxi driver or something in North York or whatever. So we're searching for this so guy. So he's coming on some like musical yeah. pilgrimage shit. And then yeah. we just happened to have him there and we're like, why don't we just do a last minute party? Yeah. Sounds like a and documentary. Then, and then I someone know. did a flyer that was a black person's face that was what? deconstructed like tape. And then yeah. all the DJs was on the bill offensive? were white. Well, here's where the, where does this go? Josh? So the whole thing was just basically someone was like, how is there? So sorry, again, to discontinue what I was saying is awesome tapes from Africa. He would reissue these things. He had a band camp. He would press final whatever of all this lost stuff. And he would, if I'm not mistaken, give, I believe, 100% of the profits to these artists who didn't even realize that there was a niche audience for this, like, very, That's cool. you know, niche African music. And then somebody uh, commented and was just like, how are you throwing a party called Awesome Tapes from Africa with a white DJ and all white other DJs. Now here's the complicated thing. The attack on it was actually correct because it was built up from like years of this. However, it was the wrong event. Right. The focus really, was at the wrong time. Exactly. And that's where I, I personally think about it. Where I'm just kind of like, that was maybe not like that guy was actually doing God's work in a sense. It yeah. wasn't just like some like white guy like playing around. Yeah, it sounds like, like the poster is a big problem. <laughs> like, I didn't even see the poster. Sorry, this person is white himself then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. got you, got you, got you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it was from pure love, this whole thing. Was I believe like, he's Jewish American. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's a human being. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. But that was that was a big, so that was that was an error that, that was. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I lived through that, dude. That's that was, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, back to the Love Toronto thing or not, though, real quick, like all these moments, like growing up, and you know, it's easy to wax poetic thinking back in the '90s, but like CKLN and like mm-hmm. clubs like Twenty Three Hop, where you know I first heard house music when I was right. in like grade nine, and and just tripping, right? Like, you know, Toronto, it's the hub, of, it's the New York of Canada, yeah, so it makes yeah. sense that happened here, but we different, we definitely promoted and contributed to culture, right? And, uh, you know, yeah, Toronto, you got to give it its dues there for sure. For sure, for sure. No well, question. Well, you guys were both, were you guys both house heads? I mean, I grew up as a house and I, then it wasn't cool to be house, but I loved it. And then like, 
you know, hip hop took over though. Like as soon as right. you get a taste of, you know, my first record, first rap or hip hop CD or no tape, I didn't have a CD player, would have been Public Enemy. Right. Right. But then I really got into it after, you know, Cypress really dialed me in that just okay. before that, like, you know, a few, a few joints, but, and then I was obsessed. Yeah. And then, and then back then you're so close minded. Right. And like. And like back then, you dress the part, right? Like music wasn't just nowadays. You just listen to music. I don't know. You could look <laughs> yeah, like it's a an entire identity. Yeah, you could look like my dad, it. and you could be like the authority. Yeah. On uh, African music, right. sure, right, 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 right. But or like you know that. <laughs> but back then, you lived and breathed it, right? Like if yeah. you're a rocker, you're a rocker. If yeah. you're like, yeah. And then and you, just, you, if that was still a, that was an era of uniforms too. That was the uniform. Yeah, I, I really, which makes it really easy to navigate the world. Is you know when everyone's wearing well, uniforms. It's, it's, that it's, 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 it's an easy way to make it's, friends. Yeah, totally. So like, yeah. if you think about I, it, I switched styles like uh, early in school. Like first off as a houser, so I had like I don't know how I got a tip on this, but like in rec style or something there was a vietnamese tailor and we were getting dress pants made custom yeah. for 40 a pop you could pick the fabric with cuffs french cuffs really bell bottoms not bells like floods like, i was like, gonna say yeah, yeah yeah but tailored with pleats we had triple pleats double like over the top and then what? cardigan vest and i had the tinted haircut everything shaved but the bangs like a chelsea and then straight up i know i was like Dipped That's for a houser. So and you know, I was a lot slimmer then. So we're walking around like tank tops and dress pants, high waisted, super floods, combat boots bomber. from um, a bomber jacket and combat boots from Hercules on Young Street. If yeah. anyone remembers Hercules, it was uh, Hercules. like a Greek owned um, surplus store right, on right. Young, yeah, like yeah, Young yeah. and Wellesley. Yeah, oh, incredible. Was, on the corner? I mean, yeah, it was Hercules. Two floors. Everything was sick yeah, on yeah, Young know, back then. Exactly. I think yeah. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Hercules was the shit. Everyone went there for like their world famous uh, canvas backpacks. But anyways, yeah, Houser, and then straight up like shopping there again, but for hip hop fatigues after, right? Like head to toe DOS effects type shit. Yeah. Like, Premier was my god. You know, of course. First time I heard "Come Clean," J. Ru was at a club, RPM, or like True. the government. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we're all taking acid back then. Like these are foundational moments for me, right? And right. I can taste them. It's yeah. sensorial when I hear the songs. Yeah, 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 you know, I'm there. Yeah, yeah. So it's easy to wax poetic about it, but but this is but this is the beauty. And of it was like, violent then. Uh, so you, I need we, I need to introduce. There you to was my, so much violence back then, guys. I need to introduce you to my cousin. Yeah, who's the same age as you, and yeah, was don't say my age. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just assuming your age. But yeah, yeah, I'm in my anyways, 40s. he's he's in his 40s, and he was like, yeah. Born and raised Toronto guy. He was in a rap group here called Platoon. Oh, shit. They had a bit of a moment here. He was like, and the stories he tells me, but he tells me the same thing where he's always like, you know, the rap scene in the 90s, like what you're forgetting is like it was violent. It was violent. And I didn't it live downtown. Like I had to make it my back way well, we, yeah, back I to Scarborough at 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this was the whole thing was he it's was like. like warriors. He, he has. Ah, actually, I shouldn't tell the stories. I'll wait till he comes on the pod. <laughs> yeah, save it. <laughs> save it for the, 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 the pod. But he has stories about like one of his. I'll tell his most infamous story was, was basically him and his boys, Wu-Tang, were playing. He says it was somewhere around Bathurst. I might have been at the show. It was the first show. It was before Wu was even signed. I it was saw like ninety three or something. Bro, it was at the. It was down at the government or the was, warehouse. Yeah. And, and the 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 promoter got an a, a bottle a bottle of water whipped at his head. So what he said happened is the open, they were late. The opener Sorry, was just on. like some 
you know, in his words, not mine, but some sort of corny kind of like De La Soul kind of like positive, I remember that. whatever yeah. kind of thing. Native tongues shit. Yeah, exactly. Some like native tongues type shit. And he's Respect, like, him though. and his boys were just there being like, being like, yo, fuck this. Let's just fucking do it. And they just bum rushed the stage, grabbed the mics, started rapping over this, these guys' beats. That was normal. And just won the crowd. And he was like, he's like, yo, he's like, yo, after like fucking Ghostface. Raekwon, like Jizzle were just like, yo, man, what you doing is fucking real. Like that, like those guys were like, they were literally like those guys. Isn't that so were funny? Whack. That's and they were just like, this, you guys are sick. And like, unfortunately, nothing ever happened for him. Like he did have a brush with a major label. I'm going to get him on the pod because his story is That's insane. sick. But it's like, these are the little stories. That you what, were the, what was their group name? They were at the first, at this point, I think they were called 40 Ounce Crew. Oh, I, I know all that. I know the names. <laughs> like I used to hang out in Malvern, so I knew a lot of yeah. crews out there and like, I think I did the logo for like <laughs> the, the bounce project. Damn, you're just like no, it's a logo. Yeah, bro, I'm deep. Like, like you know, I used to hang out in Mal. I used to get buy weed out there. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm talking Malvern, like Scarborough, Malvern. Yeah, yeah, Malvern. no, I know, I know. A lot of rappers. I used to hang out with all the guys from Monolith and yeah. So my this boy is Nish. this is damn okay. Yeah, yeah I was well, in the mix. Uh, off pod, we'll, to meet. off pod, we're gonna set a little chat for us because you guys would like. You you've definitely crossed paths. Like if for it's sure, this I city imagine. and it's hip hop in the nineties, we're at the same show. We're everyone's at every show. We, like, go, he, we, were, we would have been at played a record at the same time, sure. buying a ticket for a show. Exactly, yeah. and he was also telling me about things yeah, happening no on the Danforth back in the day too. When oh like, yeah, when it was just like that was also where like and Young like, Street was just cars. Yeah, do you remember when Young was just? Did you go there when you were young? When Young yeah, Street yeah, people yeah. just hang at Young and Dundas, mm-hmm. straight up. And just chill the fuck out and walk. The from arcade. Young and Did Dunny. you go to the arcade? The, the one, the on purple, the, the purple the on, on the west side. No, the one that was a Rasta Mall on the north. Yeah, it turned into yeah. Rasta Mall. Kids would get fronts and like fake. Yeah, that was Calvin sick. Klein it was called t-shirts. Shopping Mall. Okay, the purple even... sign. No, this was nineties. Like yeah. it was just like this is before. This yeah, is before. we would like, go there and get our like filas and like yeah, and dudes tapes would, and shit. That's where I'd go. Mad dudes yeah. would be like, they'd be looking like. Uh, you know the guys from uh, Group Home. They'd be chilling, topless, ripped, with a puffy, with a forty below North Face, like the goose down shit that goes down to your ankle. But he's topless, fatigue pants, and it's July. And then homie's like, "Yo, do you like hip hop, man? Trying to sell you like a tape." And you're like, uh, "I'm good." Georgie Porgy, man. I was, I was just about to say Georgie. That was Porgy. Toronto, man. Yeah. I mean, it's still Toronto. You like hip hop? Here's a CD with a blunt and a fucking dime. And yeah, no music insane. on the album. <laughs> but there's still violence now, right, guys? It's just I'm not on the streets, right? Like, it can't be... It's a different kind of violence. Because there's a lot more gang... Like, like there were gangs back then called the Looney Tunes. I almost got robbed many times at every show. No one's getting rolled now at, like, Apartment Yeah, getting rolled was a yeah. nice thing. Like, you say that like you're done. disappointed. <laughs> no, but I'm like... <laughs> well, nowadays, people take your watch, I guess. No, but yeah, you, you risk... When you went out at night, you yeah. risk getting rolled. Now you That's why you always went with a crew. You know, if this is an evolution of what that has turned into, yeah, it doesn't feel, you don't feel that sense of danger. Back then you're like ready to scrap. People were, we scrapped. People carried There is something too. about that, yeah. that danger yeah, kids that carried inspires. Uh, box cutters. I tried to play that role. I was just a nerd, but like, you yeah. know, deep down, I've been in scraps and I had my ass whipped too, for sure. But I was not that guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. later on I got with a better bunch of friends who are still my best friends to this day. Mm-hmm. Shout out Nish you know, Rob and Diego, but like they changed my life. Like, right. and then I just focused on, you know, I was still doing a lot of pot acid and stuff, but like, you know, just like <laughs> getting out of that whole scene. Right, 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 right. You know, it was just too gnarly. Yeah. I think that that's very much like uh sort of a thing of the, 
I think it's just a different world. Yeah. And I think that, again, we're also older. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But this, if you were kids got jumped all the time. But this is what happens when I think you hang out beyond just, and this again equates more to when you're younger. But I think if you, and this is why Richie, I'm so fascinated by you because I think we're actually kind of like very similar in this. Yes. Where we have a lot of, you can't really pin each other down as to like one group of people. Like you have your, you have your close friends and your whatever, but like I can catch you at like some fucking hardcore techno bullshit. And I can ha- catch you at like the streetwear activation over on fucking Spadina. Yeah, and I you're can definitely catch you at the da da da. And it's like I can't quite pinpoint you there. And, and by having that sort of like level of like deep openness to different things, you're eventually going to find yourself in situations where like the t- your two interests, your two crews of different interests, like don't necessarily clash. Together. I mean, I was on King Street Ruby Solo last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Richie's got mad crew. I don't know about a whole nother life, but I love it. And I'm always like, who, who are you with? And he'll know when to invite me and when not to, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Cause yeah, he, knows he knows my idiosyncrasies. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, you're a selector that way. Like for real, like, yeah, he's in everything. Yeah, but Josh, was great. it the the major street where major where like Rob and everyone lived that one house, and then it burned down, and then do you remember that major street? Like, uh, was that Kensington Fifty Six era? Fifty Six expensive Kens- shit. See, that was a little before my. Expensive that was a little before my era. I knew well because we talked about when we first met, which was like through the boys at Queen and Bathurst. Shout uh, out Super Queen's Market. Super Queen's Market. The heart and pulse of the city. Dude, I love that place. The convenience store? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where you got me that taro-flavored uh, Malona one time. That's hard. That's your homeboy <laughs> spot, right? <laughs> the best. Malona's so good. No, but that's your What's homeboy spot, What's the dog's spot, name? The dog. Oh. There's a dog that used to hang out there. I haven't seen him I around, but there was a dog. Robert's I love dog. that fucking dog. So he was friends. Richie was friends with... <laughs> Ryan Ha. Huh. Ryan Ha. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge, huge influence on the city. city Who yeah. is someone I also really want to have on the pod? Oh, man. He's. Is that homeboy the tailor? Tailor, yeah. Like, he's like a bespoke tailor. Really? Yeah. Dude, he's so highly skilled. And the thing is, like, he only does it because, fuck, if I quote him, he's going to be pissed at me, man. Just but go for it. He's just like, yeah, you know, I just want to make my own shit. And you know what? I make the best shit. And honestly, if you can't afford it, then that's your problem. Because like I do it because I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. It has a lot of integrity. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And he believes in his product. And I mean, he made a jacket for me before I went to Sweden. Yeah, because I I had a little bit a little bit of money. I said I need some like decent clothing when I'm out there. So I wanted <laughs> like a sport jacket. Right. So I said, Ryan, I have this X amount of money. This is what I was thinking. And he said, Fucking don't spend that money on that. I'm gonna make you a jacket. When are you leaving? two months okay so he makes this jacket i bring it with me and i'm wearing it and everywhere i go everyone says this is an insane jacket and then i had a tailor look, come up to me and say who made you this jacket and i said oh my best friend he said i can tell this person loves you what <laughs> yeah that's what they said dude it's Bro. crazy damn it's like that's kind of hard yeah yeah, it is. Like, like we're talking like a like a sport coat with like lapels. Yeah, notched. yeah, like patch pockets, two buttons. A proper jacket. Okay. Yeah, but the way we're it not was talking like, about like was, a golf jacket. No, it was like um, half lined. Beautiful. But it was. Uh, what color? Burgundy, because we went to choir school. 
yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> really? so before, yeah. okay, before we got tight, he's the guy I always associated you with. Like, oh, there's those two weirdos again, those fucking two nut jobs. Ryan, like, this is the, it's funny because again, like, you have the perspective is. of being older and saying that about them. I had the perspective of being younger and saying it about them. I was like, you guys had like stories about Gangstar and shit. No, yeah, guru, guru. No, but we what? No, so Hold on. We went to we went to a we went to the school called Saint Mike's Choir School. Okay, and this is a all boys school. Super serious, religious, like very rigorous. This you is gotta, in the city. Yeah, you got to go to church. You got to be in at like seven thirty in the morning for choir practice, an hour and a half before school starts, and then you have to take uh, music lessons that are part of your actual marks in the end. So we had to take piano. Yeah, and then also choir, and Mike, then Mike, we would Mike. tour, and it was a really small school. Oh shit! <laughs> there you go. Don't worry, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a full edit. Don't worry. Um, so imagine, <laughs> Rich <how> Mike. Repre- <laughs> <laughs> imagine how repressed you are. Yeah. All boys school downtown Toronto, right behind the Eden Center. Yeah. And you guys were believers in Christ, or <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're you're Catholic at the time, right? Yeah, I mean, not. And homie's by, Korean, right? He's Korean. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, know, you grew up in this in. weird environment. And it's so esoteric. Not everybody gets experienced well. this, like singing with guys your whole like through your adolescence. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Just I think like, that's keep okay. It like this. Keep it like this. Imagine how weird you would have turned out, and that's why I'm super weird. That's why Ryan's super weird. Huh. That's why everyone I know who comes from that school right. is like. That's why I adore you. Then super weird. So that's how I know Ryan. Right, and then Ryan's Ryan's family owns that corner store. I got it, and which is so I li- so I lived there when it was my first apartment. And oh, that, above it? No, I lived basically at Markham. First apartment, like on your own, leaving home. Yeah, okay. first apartment is probably two thousand. I lived on Markham as well. It says Markham and Queen, right at the, basically beside the Pizzaiolo, like one one east or whatever. I miss Markham Street, Markham and Blue. Markham Street was good. Look at that. Look at the- <laughs> I lived in Markham wasted. and Robinson, and that was my I miss those days, spot. but. Mm-hmm. This is uh, <laughs> this, this. I'm loving this pod because this is truly. I I did this on purpose because okay. because when you have one person on, I feel like we have to like control the conversation. But when you have two, right, you get everyone. It, it just interweaves into things. Huh. I'm relaxed now. I was nervous at first. No, this <laughs> is this is this is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add this. Don't worry. I'm wasted. Uh, I'm actually pretty drunk too. This is we rarely. What the f- dr- well, how much did you guys have? I didn't. Look at this bottle of sake. It's almost done. Holy I, shit. I rarely, we, don't, we actually don't drink during pods, but this one I was like, I think I want to. Like, I don't I wanna, think you can say we don't drink during pods. We haven't lately. We haven't lately. We haven't had a drink during a pod really. I was going to bring Isn't that funny yeah. that the word podcast now is like like <laughs> tissues <laughs> I know. or Kleenex? Yeah. <laughs> Kleenex is owned by Kleenex. Yeah. Podcast is a iPod. Yeah. Apple. Yeah. Forever. It's just, it's just, isn't that funny? Did you call tissues Kleenex as a kid? Hey, mom, can I get a Kleenex? I do. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I still do. I think I say, I don't know what I say. Actually. I don't say tissue. I'll also, say when I say you Kleenex, were. Kleenex, so yeah, tissue sounds odd. It's like panty. Yeah. Tissue. When you were sick, did your parents give you ginger ale? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's like across the board. I know. Okay. <laughs> Yo, what's a Chinese? Like I thought Chinese it was like an Asian thing. No. no. We used to no, chew no, on no. ginger, like straight up ginger root. Yeah. Like ginger candy uh-huh. almost like sweetened ginger like yeah. a Chinese thing yeah, yeah. that like dried up stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean there's all types you'd open my cupboard and be all look like a witch doctor lived there yeah. be like all types <laughs> of concoctions and, and weird dried shit 
you know. Yeah. Mine was just chicken noodle soup and uh, ginger ale. That was the, the ginger ale. So ginger ale is every, it's a white people too. 100%. Oh, I mean, <laughs> but this is like, like eight, eight, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, but this is, you know what I mean? Like I was wondering because that was what's my your, what's first. Your, what's your heritage? Yeah. Or what's the word now? What, what's the right word? My background? I'm, your background. I'm a European mutt. No, but just where? Though? Like Europe, it's, it's honestly, it's so all know? over the place. It's like mostly, I think there's a little bit of French, a little bit of English, a little bit of German, a little bit of yeah. uh, it all. See, I'm curious. Uh, a little bit like, at all. I'm curious myself. Like, I always, there's always something, but I know I'm Chinese all the way. Like, my ex girlfriend got my mom one of those 23 and me's yes, and my mom like lost it okay. and I got mad at her because I'm like you know that's so great like use yeah. the damn thing and yeah. I want to know what I am mm-hmm. I already know I'm like you know so my mom my mom actually got one of those for Christmas recently or two years ago year from two who years. from who either my dad or my aunt or some somebody did yeah, it somebody some gave it a key fire gift did it as a thing so my family yeah. was Trinidadian on my mom's side oh good food there Trini oh, Trini food's food. pretty fire great, oh, yeah pff. Good rice is. But I side with Bambi dance hall all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, it's the superior <laughs> I'm music. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's Trini music? Soka. 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 <laughs> Real talk. Yeah, I'm. I can only be honest. Yeah, not. No, more. no. As as a Trinidadian man, I literally cannot not side with dance hall. It's 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 the you choose exactly. dance hall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a hundred times better. Yeah, that's like yeah. I mean. But my mom did find out that like the Trinidadian slaves came from Nigeria, whereas my mom always thought we were from Ghana. There you go. Turns out we're Nigerian. Yeah. Like like way way back. We're talking generations back. But that's Eugene, Plady, Trini. I can't be on the food in Nigeria. Jollof rice. Oh, is it a rice dish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I hear I hear of it from dish. like. British television. Shows. See, now we're getting into now we're getting into the <laughs> who is it? where is it who really claims jollof rice because jollof rice. I think it's I think it's Nigerian. I, that, I know it through my Nigerian friends as being like that's like that's like a Nigerian. Is there an analogous dish to that? We're talking like this is the paella of Africa. Kind of, yeah, pretty much. It's or like a it's jam, based, not a jambalaya, but like no, a, no paella is a good way of looking at it. It's I, I believe it's yeah. very much like a a, a rice oh, paella. Don't get tomato. It's tomato of, and they, they cook it. No seafood, like, I imagine. There is. There's there's versions of it where they use dried fish. In okay, the, reconstituted. In the, in the, so let's let's talk it. let's talk a little bit without because you, you when we were talking about gatekeeping earlier, you were like, the only oh. things that I will gatekeep are certain restaurants. And right. I don't you don't need to give me the goats. You don't need to give me the the, the, the top. No, <laughs> I'm an open book, yeah. But let's talk about some hidden gems in the city because so for example, Richie posted and he went to a spot yeah. that I can't claim as my own because it's actually somebody who will be here later tonight. Oh shit. Who pointed this one out to me. But you were at Hong Kong Bistro. Yes. Have oh, you been, have I, you been there? I go on the regular. He was the one who put me on to it. True. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. I it's funny, I'd gone years ago. And for those who don't know, it's Hong Kong Bistro Cafe mm-hmm. on Dundas, kind of near my other haunt, which isn't great, but I go to uh, House of Gourmet. But it's an upstairs spot good. that has, that's Hong Kong cafe food. So that's the food I grew up with because my parents are from Hong Kong. So okay. do you know, for, so for, for Austin and for the listeners, do you yeah. know what Hong Kong food is? I don't think I've ever Sorry, so Hong, Hong Kong, Kong food? cafe food. Like, it's like diner food. It's diner. So essentially from the British rule, yes. I could be wrong, but it's like Western dishes and a lot of Portuguese dishes because okay. of Macau amalgamated with a Chinese lens. Mm. And then it's just, can but you imagine it being bad? No, it's incredible. It but it's right? fascinating. Delicious. It's things like, it's things like, like omelets and ham sandwiches, yeah. macaroni, and macaroni, macaroni, and like lighter pork, pork, pork chops. Yeah, mm. pork, bad. Yeah, 
like a like it's a like dish. the most like, what's the whitest food ever? Yeah, but with like a slight. So like like I'll tell you this. I'll say this, and you're gonna go look. Okay. It's a bed. It's a mattress of fried rice. Okay. Fuck yeah. Then there's breaded fried. Portuguese style pork chops Fuck covered yeah. in a Italian sweet tomato sauce <laughs> yeah. and then cheese and then thrown in a salamander. Are you not going? Yeah, you're what going. So, so, sick. so good. It's so yeah, good. And whoever's listening who doesn't go, you're a maniac. Yeah. I mean, unless you don't eat meat, and, you know, that's great. God no, bless. But you can but get the chicken version too instead of the. No, the if you don't eat meat. Chops. True. Right. <laughs> Just I don't, don't go think, to Chinatown. Honestly. I don't think of those people, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever dated a vegan? No, I can. Fam, do. have you ever dated a vegan? No, no, I can't. Have you dated a vegan? Uh, dated, yeah, like light dated, not girlfriend though. Awesome. I've never dated a vegan. So I dated me, a vegetarian. Those are great. Vegetarians. Those are great. Vegetarians are great. But let me tell I you like something. that species. Let, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's a after, great species. After yeah, two years of dating. Yeah, she's no longer a vegetarian. You you turned her on. We had we had meat for dinner tonight. Oh, I hear somebody's here. Who's think, that creeping in my window? Oh, I think we have a surprise oh, for everybody. Oh, <laughs> we have Norman Wong yeah. in the building. Speaking, you know what? You know what? You know what? Uh, taste contest or whatever taste test. Say, say hello. Well, hello. Now it's a Chinese restaurant right now. Too many, too many voices. Too many. No- See what happens when you say Hong Kong cafe. <laughs> we just, He's like a we genie. Were, we were like literally summoned. just talking about Hong Kong. What's it called yeah. Hong Kong Bistro? Hong Kong Bistro, right? <laughs> cafe Bistro. So this is what I was just saying. So your father's favorite. See, right memories. That's real. Cash in a bank teller Wanna talk girls You can't follow this I've been through more skins Than the average dermatologist I'm no joke On a fast and slow tip Pockets stay so thick